0: Welcome. I'm Sebastian Mafud, and you're listening to WCAT Radio, the on air wing of Enroute Books and Media, bringing you the dulcet sounds of Catholic wisdom.
1: Welcome to If You Know Mary, You Know Jesus. Good evening, everyone. My name is Bob Cantoni, and we're here to talk about a beautiful Queen Mother to help all who are listening to come to know the Great Mother of God more and more deeply, not just with the intellect but with the heart. And uh, well, I'm hoping to inspire all that are listening to take Marian devotion and consecration to heart. Be like St. John, the beloved disciple, the one whom Jesus loved. Here's Jesus on the cross. And he sees his mother and John at the foot of the cross. And he says, woman, behold your son. John, behold your mother. And from that hour, the beloved disciple took Mary into his own home. That is the essence of Marian consecration. So I'm hoping to inspire that all can come to love Mary the way John the Beloved loved Mary, and more most especially the way our beloved Lord and Savior loved his mother, the way Jesus loves Mary. So if we truly want to imitate Christ, we need to take to heart loving his mother as he did. So I have my good friend with us tonight. Bob, how are you?
0: Very, very good. Thanks be to God. Yeah,
1: glad to. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. And uh, Bob's going to give us a great uh, Lenten meditation uh, later on in the show. And we're glad to have him with us. And his insight and his input and his prayers. And he will help us along tonight. What we're going to talk about tonight is, and I think this is so important, Bob, I'm I'm sure you would agree with me, is I'd like to emphasize devotion to the rosary and how important that is. I'm going to be presenting it um, very frequently because because it is that important. It is the weapon that Our Lady is asking all of us to pray, to use, to pray, especially in these end times, especially in these times, these perilous times that we live in. And the power of the rosary gets its power because it's rooted in the gospel. It is a meditation on the lives of Jesus and Mary right there in the gospel. Of course, we have included in the rosary is the, um, the, the Our Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're praying that God's kingdom come. And also, the very powerful angelic salutation, in fact, uh, we're going to talk about St. Dominic tonight, where Our Lady um, asks him to pray her psalter, which is that, the angelic salutation, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And of course, Elizabeth says, Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. It was a prayer of praise, a prayer of power. Well, you're praising and honoring the Mother of God and God Himself. So, when we get to St. Dominic, I got a book. It's called Twenty Six Champions of the Rosary: The Essential Guide to the Greatest Heroes of the Rosary. It's written by Father Donald H. Callaway, a Marian up at the St. in Stockbridge, Massachusetts, the Shrine of Divine Mercy, and it is incredible. Um, so, if you uh, are in your travels or in a bookstore, look look for 26 Champions of the Rosary by Father Donald H. Calloway. It is a treasure of, of Marian saints and champions of the rosary and incredible quotes by great saints, great saintly popes. And uh, the first chapter starts out, starts out with St. Dominic, and in some sense, I feel like I am in a, in a way Uh, uh, following in his footsteps, because our Lord said to to St. Dominic in a vision to protect his mother Mary, as well as spread devotion to her Immaculate Heart and the Rosary. So St. Dominic is the champion of the Rosary, and we're going to talk extensively on that tonight. I'm hoping to get to um, the secret of the Rosary. There is one particular reading in St. Louis de Montfort's Secret of the Rosary, where St. Dominic and there's a, a man who is possessed by the evil one, and St. Dominic is using the rosary as the weapon to cast him out. And the reason why this man was possessed by demons is because he was preaching against St. Dominic's efforts, the, the request of heaven to have the effort of the rosary spread throughout the world. So that's very interesting. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. That's later on. And we do have our scripture reading taken out of the Apocalypse, uh, Book of Revelation, Chapter 20. And if time permits, and I hope it does, because this is a very powerful message um, given to Father Golby by our Blessed Mother in the Marian Movement of Priests, and as she talks specifically on the power of the Rosary and how it is a great weapon, the chain the devil, to chain the huge red dragon and cast him into the pit of hell. So great show tonight. I'm looking forward to it. And as always, um, let's start, let's begin with a prayer. And, Bob, uh, what what, what I'll do is I'll initiate the prayer. And then when we get to the Our Father and Hail Mary and Glory Be, I'll say the first half of each of those prayers. And if you'll be so kind to complete them, that would be great.
0: Okay, thank you. Thank you.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, come by means of the most powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, your well-beloved spouse, your Immaculate Mother. I ask you, dear Mother, to surround us all and protect us all, especially those listening, me and Bob and um, with your heavenly mantle of grace, with all the holy angels and saints and souls in purgatory, and especially with the intercession of St. Joseph. Dear Mother, we ask you to intercede for us, pray for us, protect us, and guide us. We are surrendering, Bob and I have, uh, are surrendering our all, totally entrusting everything that we are and have to your immaculate heart, and we ask you, dear Mother, we give you that permission to use us as an instrument as you see fit but the greater honor and glory of God, so that, you can, so that God can get His great message that He desires through your immaculate heart out to the world, for the good of souls, the good of the Church, and especially for the greater honor and glory of God in a triumph of your immaculate heart. Amen. Amen. And we call upon St. Dominic in, in a special way, St. Louis de Montfort, St. Maximilian Kolbe, St. Anthony Mary Claret, and all you great Marian saints, St. Saint Pio. St. Anthony, St. Francis, come be with us, pray with us, intercede for us in a very powerful way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
0: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us from temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen.
1: All right. So why don't we go right to Father Don Calloway's book, *The Twenty Six Champions of the Rosary*. The first chapter, of course, Saint Dominic. He is the champion of the Rosary. Our Lady asked him, and well, he, Saint Dominic actually, he's the one that devised the Rosary, that that uh, put it together. And from what I understand, according to Saint Louis de Montfort, it is derived from the 150 Psalms as a means. Um, to meditate when, when, when uh, uh, I think the language is the language was um, that was was not able to be spoken at that time because of the, the language that it was written in, and uh, but Saint Dominic devised the Rosary and he included the Angelic Salutation, the Hail Marys, where there's 150 Hail Marys because it, uh, initially there was the three mysteries the joyful, sorrowful, and glorious at his time. And then, of course, St. John Paul II included the, he uh, came up with the Luminous Mysteries. Now there's four the Luminous Mysteries. But nevertheless, um, St. Louis tells us in his Secret of the Rosary that it's it's uh, stemmed from the the Psalms. And he says not to, um, the, the psalm, the, the, the breviary is the, the Divine Office of breviary is, is composed of all the psalms. With, it's the prayer of the church, and it is a very powerful prayer. And he's not saying not to say that; we must say it. It is very integral part of our spiritual life, especially for the for priests and religious. But nevertheless, as powerful as the psalms are, the angelic salutation and the rosary, he says, Saint Louis says, is more powerful because where the psalms prefigured Christ and we're talking about Christ and pointing to Christ, the rosary is a, is a meditation on the very life of Christ and the very life of Mary, where in reality, so the, that's no longer a prefigurement, it is the reality of Christ in his life and all that he taught. So the rosary with the divine office is absolutely essential, and they are integral and very important. And the rosary is the weapon. Um, that was given to St. Dominic by our Blessed Mother back in the 1200s. So I'm going to read a little bit out of Don, Father Don Colloway's books on St. Dominic. And we'll give a little history on who he is and uh, when he was born and so forth. And it says, St. Dominic, born in Calgary of Spain, was the founder of the Order of Preachers. His mother, Blessed Juana of Aza, while still carrying him in her womb, had a vision of a dog setting the world on fire with a torch that it carried in its mouth. The vision proved to be prophetic. In 1216, St. Dominic founded Dominicans who quickly became known as the Dominicanes, meaning the dogs of God. Isn't that interesting? Now, from what I understand, the reason why uh, a dog, and our late, his mother had a vision of a dog, and it was apparently St. Dominic with a torch in his mouth, but St. Dominic was like the dog going through the world with a torch to set the world on fire with divine love and the word of God. And the dog represented his travel throughout the entire world. So it became known as the Dogs of God. A renowned preacher of Christian truth, St. Dominic founded the Dogs of God to be a band of well-formed Inerrant Preachers, Sniffling Out Heresy. Our Lady talks extensively on how the rosary crushes heresy. Another way put, crushes the head of Satan, because that's where all heresies are generated from. And bringing the lost sheep of God's flock back to pasture. Through his preaching, St. Dominic was able to bring back many souls from the errors of the Albigensian albigenesian heresy. He died at age 51. Isn't that interesting? In uh, Bologna, Italy. But in a particular vision, Jesus himself informed St. Dominic that the Dominicans were entrusted to the protection of Mary. According to the Dominican tradition, part of the Dominican habit itself is said to have been given to the order by Our Lady. St. Dominic's tender devotion to the Virgin Mary is considered to be the very foundation upon which the order of preachers rests. His love for Mary is further evidenced by the fact that the primitive constitutions of the order require all the members to profess obedience to both God and to the Virgin Mary. And this is from Pope Benedict in his general audience, February 3rd, 2010, He says, in the very first place is Marian devotion, of course, in the life of St. Dominic and his order. The very first place is Marian devotion, which St. Dominic fostered tenderly and left as a precious legacy to his spiritual sons in the history of the church. And they've had great merit of disseminating the prayer of the Holy Rosary, so dear to the Christian people, so rich in the gospel values. It is a true school of faith and piety. So that's uh, 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 Pope Benedict. According to the Dominican tradition, St. Dominic founded the rosary in the year uh, 1208 after having devoted all his efforts to trying to win back the hearts and minds of those who had been swept away by the Albigensian heresy. Now, I think that has to do with the uh, the heresy of um, the um, the Al- the Albigensian heresy. I think back when um, Bob, do you know what, what that was all about? The Albigensian heresy.
0: I'm sorry, Bob.
1: Well, that's all right. Forgive me, I'm going to have to get back to that. But nevertheless, it was a heresy that he was fighting. As part of her instructions to St. Dominic about the rosary, the Queen of Heaven informed him that the rosary was to be understood as a weapon of war and a battering ram against heresy. With this in mind, St. Dominic founded the Order of Preachers, a band of brothers known as the Dogs of God under the Order of the Rosary. But what I do know is I think it had to do with the Muslim... um, uh persecution of the christians as well and but nevertheless it also was used as a uh, as a weapon against that attack during the um the crusades and that was the weapon that pushed back that attack by the muslims and the persecution of christians so that really was the weapon given to us by heaven that had its full effect in taking care of um that heresy as well so Here are some incredible quotes, some rosary gems. Um, These are words of Our Lady given to St. Dominic. Wonder not that until now, St. Dominic, have obtained so little fruit by your labors, you have spent them on a barren soil. Now, this is Our Lady talking to St. Dominic. (laughs) Your labors have been spent on barren soil. My goodness. Not yet watered with the dew of divine grace, when God willed to renew the face of the earth, He began by sending down it on it, the fertilizing rain of the angelic salutation. Therefore, preach my psalter, All right For psalter, meaning the rosary. Wow. And of course, the angelic salutation, the Hail Mary. Through the merits of the Virgin Mary herself and the intercession of St. Dominic, who was once the excellent preacher of this confraternity of the rosary, this entire world was preserved. Can you imagine? Through Dominic, through Our Lady, and the rosary, the entire world was preserved. That's Pope Alexander the Sixth. Here it is. The Albigenes and Heresy, then raging in a part of France had blinded so many of the laity that they were cruelly attacking priests and clerics. Blessed Dominic lifted his eyes to heaven and turned them toward the Virgin Mary, the Mother of God. Dominic invented this method of prayer, which is easy and suitable to everyone, and which is called the Rosary or the the Psalter of the Blessed Virgin Mary. It consists of venerating the Blessed Virgin by reciting 150 angelic salutations, the same number as the Psalms of David, interrupting them at each decade by the Lord's Prayer, meanwhile meditating on the mysteries which recall the entire life of our Lord Jesus Christ. After having devised it, Dominic and his sons spread this form of prayer throughout the church as St. Pope Pius V. And this is um, St. Louis de Montfort. St. Dominic, seeing that the gravity of people's sins was hindering the conversion of the Albigensians, withdrew into a forest near Tolos, where he prayed unceasingly for three days and three nights. During this time, he did nothing but weep and do harsh penances, in order to appease the anger of Almighty God. He used his discipline so much that his body was lacerated, and finally he fell into a coma. Wow. At this point, Our Lady appeared to him accompanied by three angels, and she said, Dear Dominic, do you know which weapon the Blessed Trinity wants to use to reform the world? Oh, My Lady, answered St. Dominic, You know far better than I do, because next to your son, Jesus Christ, you have always been the chief instrument of our salvation. Then our lady replied, I want you to know that in this kind of warfare, the battering ram has always been the angelic psalter, the Hail Mary, which is the foundation stone of the New Testament. Therefore, if you want to reach these hardened souls and win them over to God, Preach my psalter. So already we're getting a big sense, a big flavor of how powerful Our Lady's psalter, which she calls the rosary, and the power of the angelic salutation, because while you're meditating on the gospel and the lives of Jesus and Mary, that's where it's deriving its power from. And this is, again, St. Louis. As long as priests followed St. Dominic's example, and preached devotion to the Holy Rosary, piety and fervor thrived throughout the Christian world and in those religious orders which were devoted to the Rosary. But since people have neglected this gift from heaven, all kinds of sin and disorder have spread far and wide. Wow. All during life, St. Dominic had nothing more at heart than to praise Our Lady, to preach her greatness, and to inspire everybody to honor her by saying the rosary. Pope Leo XIII, let's see what he has to say. Under her, Mary's inspiration, I'm, I'm sorry, let me back up a little bit. Great in the integrity of his doctrine, in his example of virtue, and by his apostolic labors, St. Dominic proceeded undauntedly to attack the enemies of the Catholic Church, not by force of arms, but by trusting wholly to that devotion which he was, was the first to institute under the name of the Holy Rosary, which was disseminated through the length and breadth of the earth by him and his pupils, guided in fact by divine inspiration and grace. He foresaw that this devotion, like a most powerful warlike weapon, would be the means of putting the enemy to flight and confounding their audacity and mad impiety. Such was indeed its result. Thanks to this new method of prayer, when adopted by and properly carried out as instituted by Holy Father St. Dominic, piety, faith, and union began to return, and the projects and devices of the heretics to fall to pieces." Many wanderers also returned to the way of salvation. And the wrath of the impious was restrained by the arms of those Catholics who had determined to repel their violence. Now, that is very, very powerful, very interesting, very beautiful words by Pope Leo Thirteenth. one of my favorite is Pope's. And, uh, and real quick, Bob, what did Pope Leo Thirteenth? what was his vision that he saw and uh, maybe you could expound upon that a little bit But very briefly because I want to tie this right into immediately to skip with the gospel with the scripture and with the merry movement of priests. go ahead, bob
0: It was one when, uh, uh, when Satan went before pope Leo the thirteenth um and uh demanded fifty years to destroy the church and right. and uh, and 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 Pope leo the Thirteenth was witness to this communication. And God gave Satan a hundred years. So, uh, as that, uh, um, but he was, uh, in, uh, I, I don't know what it was he was in, but when he came out of that um, uh, trance or whatever it was, ecstasy, um, he was so shaken that, right. that he composed the St. Michael prayer. Amen.
1: Yeah, for that reason, because the devil, yeah, he arrogantly approached the throne of God, and he, th- he said to in these words, in his my words, he said, "Give me 50 years, and I'll take down the church. I'll destroy the church." And God says, "Well, I'll give you 100." In other words, God is so God is smart. God is no dummy.
0: He knows but, but, how to. If Go I, ahead, I Bob, can say one, one thing, Bob, the thing is, is is he was so moved. He uh, the the Holy Father whatever you bind on earth, rebound in heaven. And, and yet he composed it and gave it to the church of which it was never said. And then That's what right. happened was, what most recently, what, did Saint, what is, uh, uh Pope Francis do? He reinstated it and in, in, in asked all and after all right. every mass and when we do it again because of the times we are in. But, but just think for how many years it was never said.
1: Yeah. It, it's sort of like a, a dwindled away, if you will. You know, sort of like uh, fell by the wayside, but what I wanted to say is, you know, I mean, God is sm- is he's smart, uh, uh, God is so smart, he's, he's eons in front of the devil, uh, steps ahead of the devil, in fact, God plays the devil like a fiddle, and he doesn't even know it, you know, but basically God was saying, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a hundred years, but God uses the devil like, Saint, um, who says it? Father Rippinger, he says, God uses the devil for our purification, you know of course you want to be you want to be in a state of grace and you want to work out your salvation with this, in the state of grace with God's help but God uses the devil for our purification at will in other words when he, when we need a little purif- purifying in fact it's a very good thing if we have these uh, these uh, if you will a, a spiritual attacks by the devil because according to father Lippager, who by the way is an exorcist, he deals with the demonic all the time. He says that if God did not use this powerful way of purifying us, then we would settle for mediocrity at best. But because God uses the devil for our purification, we grow in leaps and bounds towards sanctity and in virtue. And it makes so much sense. But nevertheless, it is still frightening and, and you know, and there is a big Spiritual battle going on with the devil. If we, you know, if people don't come to prayer and return to God, it's he, he, he has the power. He could take down the church. He could take down, um, or do a lot of destruction where 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 it shouldn't be taking place. But anyways, um, thank you for sharing that, Bob. This is going to bring me right to uh, my reading in the Mary Movement of priests, and I think this is so important. And it's along, going along with what Pope Leo XIII has said is the weapon. And we also, it would be a good practice to include the St. Michael prayer in our rosary somewhere, it, you know, say, say the St. Michael prayer as well. But to begin this reading, let's go right to our scripture in, in the Apocalypse in Revelations, taken from Revelation 20, verse 1 through 3. And it says this... And I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should no more seduce the nations till the thousand years be finished. And after that he must be loosed a little time. So why would you think God would have to loose the devil for a little time? For the very reason why I just mentioned, I think Father Ripperger is right because God's got to use him to purify because once sin has entered into the into humanity, um even though, even though uh, God, we have the beautiful richness of, of, of God's work of salvation and redemption, we have sanctifying grace in the church. It always is going to leak back; that it's just the nature of the beast, if you will. So, in that sense, God would have to re- release the devil. But still, we we need. Here's our weapon. This is our weapon right here. And I'm going to go right to the Mary Movement of priests. And this is what Our Lady tells us and how to deal with it. So this message I read uh, at a previous show, but I'm probably going to read it again because I believe this is so important, and I'm I'm hoping to reach as many listeners' ears as possible with this message because I believe it's important. But anyways, this is October 7, 1992, Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. It's message number 479 in the Mary Movement of Priests. And uh, it's titled, The Angel with the Key in the Chain. So the lady is putting together what that means in Revelation 20. So she says, Today you find yourself here at the center of my movement in Germany in order to hold a centacle with the priests and the faithful who are consecrated to my Immaculate Heart. Notice the theme of consecration. This is the whole, the center the central point of the Marian Movement of Priests is priests that are consecrated to her Immaculate Heart, according to St. Louis de Montfort, St. John Paul II, the way he describes it, and 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 his benefits, uh, St. Dominic, and all the great Marian saints. She says the Rosary is my prayer, and I will add just briefly that Jesus said at Fatima, I desire. I'm not sure well, I'm not sure if it was that fat on but I know he did say this, I want you to I want my shirt, my children to say my rosary. Jesus said it was his rosary, and our ladies is is her, her favorite prayer. So the rosary is my prayer. It is the prayer which came down from heaven to ask of you. Because it is the weapon which you must make use of in these times of the great battle, and it is the sign of my assured victory. so our lady said to Saint. Dominic, one day through the rosary or so Saint Simon's stock, I'm sorry, one day through the rosary, I will save I will save the world through the rosary and the scapular." My victory will be won when Satan, with his powerful army made up of all the infernal spirits, will be shut up within his kingdom of darkness and death, from which he will no longer be able to escape in order to do harm to the world. For this reason, there is come down from heaven an angel, to whom there is given the key of the abyss, and a chain with which this angel will bind the great dragon, the ancient serpent, with all his followers." An angel is a spirit who is sent by God to carry out a particular mission. I am the queen of angels because it is of the very nature of my role to be sent by the Lord to accomplish this very great and important mission of conquering Satan. Now, St. Saint Maximilian Kolbe and St. Louis de Montfort, they all teach us, including St. Anthony Mary Cleric, They all teach us that Mary has been given by God the great task, the great grace of crushing the head of Satan. Or in other words, as Our Lady puts, conquering Satan. And that's in Revelations 12. In fact, and of course it goes back to the book of Genesis, where God the Father said, they will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. You will lie in wait for her heel, and she will crush his head. In fact, from the very beginning, I was announced as she who is the enemy of the serpent. Well, there it is right there. She who does battle with him, she who in the end will crush his head. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. She will crush your head as you attempt to bite at her heel. Genesis 3.15. My offspring is Christ in him who has carried out the work of redemption and set you free from the slavery of Satan. My complete victory is accomplished. And so there has been entrusted to me the key with which it is possible to open and shut the door to the abyss. Now she's entrusted with the key. She doesn't have the power of the key, but entrusted with the key. The key is the sign of the power which belongs to him who is lord and master of a place which belongs to him. In this sense, he who holds the key of the universe is the incarnate word alone, because all things have been made through him, and therefore, Jesus Christ is the master and king of all the universe, namely, of heaven, of earth, and of the abyss. My son, Jesus alone possesses the key of the abyss, because he himself is the key of David, who opens and no one can shut, who shuts and no one can open. Jesus consigns this key, which represents his divine power, into my hand, because as his mother, mediatrix between you and my son, there is entrusted to me the task of conquering Satan. So, she's confirming the words of St. Louis de Montfort, St. Maximilian Colby, and so forth in this message right here. So, Media excerpts between you and my son, there is entrusted to me the task of conquering Satan and his all-powerful army of evil. It is with this key that I am able to open and shut the door to the abyss. The chain with which the great dragon is to be bound is made up of prayer, made with me by the means of me. This prayer is that of the Holy Rosary. We can see where St. Leo Thirteenth was going with this. And if there's time, I, I have a reading in The Secret of the Rosary where St. Dominic uses, uses it as a weapon to chain the devil. A chain is, in fact, a function of the first of all limiting action, then of imprisoning and finally making ineffective every activity of the one who has been bound by it. The chain of the Holy Rosary has, first of all, the function of limiting the action of my adversary. Every rosary which you recite with me has the effect of restricting the action of the evil one, of drawing souls away from his pernicious influence, and of giving greater impetus to the expansion of goodness in the life of many of my children. I can't begin to tell you how true that is. The chain of the Holy Rosary has also the effect of imprisoning Satan, That is, of making his action impotent, and of diminishing and weakening more and more the force of his diabolical power. So this is the reason why heresies are so crushed, because heresies are orchestrated by the devil himself. It's that simple. And so each rosy which is recited well, now this is important, each rosary which is recited well deals a mighty blow to the power of evil and it represents one part of his reign which is destroyed. The chain of the holy rosary brings about in the end the result of making Satan completely harmless. Wouldn't that be nice? His great power is destroyed, all the evil spirits are cast into the pool of fire and sulfur. The door is shut by me with the key of power of Christ and thus they will no longer be able to go out into the world to do harm to souls. But that is a major, right there, that is a major part of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, right there. You understand now, my beloved children, why in these last times of the battle between me, the woman clothed with the sun, with the sun and the great dragon, I am asking you to multiply everywhere the centicles of prayer, with the recitation of the Holy Rosary, meditation on my word, meaning in her book here, that the, the Mary movement of priests, but most especially the word of God, and your consecration to my Immaculate Heart. With these, you make possible for your Heavenly Mother to take action in binding Satan, so that I may thus carry out my mission of crushing his head, that is to say, of defeating him once and for all, shutting him up in his abyss of fire and sulfur. The humble and fragile cord of the Holy Rosary forms this strong chain with which I will take as my prisoner the dark ruler of the world, the enemy of God and of his faithful servants. Thus the pride of Satan will once again be defeated by the power of the little, the humble, and the poor. What a great, great teaching on the Rosary. And it's followed so beautifully with what Saint Dominic has been entrusted with, and what uh, Saint Louis has been entrusted with, Saint Leo the Thirteenth, and, and uh, all these great saints. So, Bob, what thoughts come to your mind? You want to share?
0: Yes. Um, uh, when when you were saying this at the end, I, it reminded me of Jesus before he went um, into his passion. He stated, uh, it, is, it is Satan's hour, but he has no place in me. And, and he humbled himself, and yet in that humility, he took everything that the devil, he took all of our sins upon himself, became sin, it says, and yet he let himself be, um, he just, uh, he redeemed the world in his own Amen. being. And we are the body of Christ. And we are the heel that the devil strikes at. Right. And Our Lady uses us by practicing that heroic virtue being dead to ourselves, becoming other Christ upon the earth and becoming sons of God um, through His grace. And if I could read this in, in, in Syria sure.
1: was a couple
0: of This ties it together with, Pretty much brings it right into the Word of God, how it's foretold prior uh, to the New Testament. It's Sirach 2 1 through 11. Son, when thou comest to the service of God, stand in justice and in fear, and prepare thy soul for temptation. Humble thy heart and endure, and clear, incline thy ear, and receive the words of understanding, and make haste in the time of clouds. Wait on God with patience, join thyself to God, and endure, that thy life may be, may be increased in the latter end. Take all that shall be brought upon thee, and in thy sorrow endure, and in thy humiliation keep patience, for gold and silver are tried in the fire. Oh. But acceptable men in the furnace of humiliation... Believe God, and he will recover thee and direct thy way and trust in him. Keep his fear and grow old therein. Ye that fear the Lord, wait for his mercy and go not aside from him lest he fall.
1: Beautiful, ye,
0: ye that fear the Lord, believe him and your reward shall not be made void. Ye that fear the Lord, hope in him, and mercy shall come to you for, you for your delight. Ye that fear the Lord, love him, and your heart shall be enlightened. My children, behold the generations of men, and know ye that no one has hope in the Lord and has been confounded. So in, in this psalm. It's that preparation that's needed to truly yes. die to ourselves. And in this time of Lent, this most precious time in all of history, we should enter into the highest degree of prayer and fasting. It, it, only in prayer and fasting does uh, uh, Satan be cast out. That's right. God for his mercy to see our faults and failings and to become, to become the saint he wishes us to be. Enter fully into that prayer and fasting, deny ourselves, renounce the world completely, pick up our cross, accept these temptations that come to us so God can mold and shape us, and live this reading that I just, just read, That's the Word right. of God.
1: Yes, and you know, and uh, who said it was St. Maximilian Kolbe? Of course, the spiritual life, you know, the, the saints all struggled. Yet, they shared, like St. Paul tells us, in this consolation as well. If you share in the cross, you will share also in the consolation. But St. Maximilian Colby said, well, without the struggle, where's the victory? You know, so, I mean, there's no victory without any struggle. And, you know, but basically that is the crown of victory that St. Paul is talking about. And, you know, and there it is right there in the book of Sarah, but God is calling us to this purification and sanctification. It's not easy. That's why I am promoting, and great saints like St. Saint Louis de Mopher promoted, in St. Dominic, devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and consecration because she makes it much easier for us. It could be way more difficult without her. But she makes it a much lighter and sweeter, this road to sanctification, because we're entrusting everything to her care. And she, as a wonderful, awesome, beautiful mother that she is, powerful mother, mediatrix of all graces, she, profi- she obtains for us all these necessary graces. But not only that, she obtains for us favor from her son, not that we deserve it. We don't deserve it. But because she does. And it pleases her that Jesus grants these incredible graces that otherwise we would, we, we would not be able to obtain apart from her uh, being consecrated to her immaculate heart. So we don't deserve that. We're not pleasing to God, but God is merciful, but he wants us to take advantage of, of the great grace of His giving his, his mother for, at the, from the cross, in Marian consecration, the way St. John, the beloved disciple, did. It is so, so important, especially for God's, for, His, for Our Lady's priest sons. Jesus so mm-hmm. desires that. It's such a great gift for the priest because she brings us all, including the priest, to the perfect consecration, to the sacred heart of Jesus, and to the perfect love of her Eucharistic Jesus. The Eucharistic, that's where she brings us, right to the Eucharist. So, Beautiful reading Bob, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um and you know, the fasting, the prayer and the fasting is so important. And uh, I believe they go hand in hand. I know I know the gospel reading said that uh, our Lord said that these demons cannot be cast out other than prayer, by prayer. Um I I would say, you know, to put the word fasting back in there because I believe it's so important. Um and, you know, I, I my thoughts and the way I'm thinking is, you know, I'm sure the disciples were praying. So, um, you know, it wasn't like they were standing there saying, geez, with their thumbs in their pockets saying, well, gee, I'm wondering if this demon is going to come out. Let me just stand here. No, I think they prayed. I think they were praying. And I really believe that uh, fasting is an integral part of that, 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 that mortification that That is so powerful, that self-denial that is so powerful that casts the devil out in a powerful way. Otherwise, without that mortification, and where fasting is such a powerful spiritual exercise, the devil remains. So I think you brought up up a great point of prayer and fasting, and it's so important. Yeah. Um, is there yeah. anything else you want to uh, uh, add in there Bob because I do want to just read something out of Revelations 12 uh, to, to uh, build off of what you were saying as well but if you've got something else to add by all means uh, go for the, the, it
0: the only thing I can see the the, the beast that was given voice uh, whether it be the music uh, the TV, uh, the news whatever it is um, um, we can fast in many different ways But in order to love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, with all our strength, all our being, and to be able to love our neighbor uh, um, um, as ourselves, we have to be able to be formed the way God wishes to be formed. And if we can't deny ourselves and renounce the world, we cannot even begin. And the Holy Father, Pope John Paul II, when he gave us the luminous mysteries, the first fruit of the first mystery was a desire of holiness. He was tested in the, the he was hurled into the desert and he was tested by the flesh, the world and the devil, and he is the way, the truth and the life. Without that way, without that truth right there, without that life, without the keys that Pope John Paul II had, and he offered this great grace of the luminous mysteries, the desire of holiness, that was a gift from God.
2: Amen. It was a gift
0: from the Mother of God. That was a gift from God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, to renew the face of the earth for His Kingdom come to come on earth as it is in heaven. Especially in these times. That's so, right. so in that, and then we continue on with the luminous mysteries, and in and, and to Jesus through Mary with the wedding of Cana, and bringing together His the twelve, and and then uh, the proclamation of the Kingdom, and right. then the Transfiguration. even in the midst of the transfiguration, where um, the the fruit of that mystery is holiness itself. Because what did Peter want to do? Set up three tents to to kind of just bring together what did God the Father says? Listen to my beloved son. Because after that, you know, even in the other readings, I was thinking too earlier because after that discourse of today's readings, he said he told him he was going to his death. Yeah. That's where the holy is only in the passion. We are to be victims. We are to be the heel of Our Lady. And as we accept this way, which is the Holy Cross, to be, go to the culmination of it, there's many dyings and risings in our lives. That's right. So as, we, as Our Lady brings us back to life again after we've been humiliated or whatever it may be in what we've done, even if we've brought it upon ourselves, God is even, can bring that bring good out of that. That's no right. What, it's a win-win yeah. situation. Because, it is a win-win. Our Lady, we're her children, and 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 we're so flawed, but yep. but she knows what to do. Our Mother. That's right.
1: That's right. That's exactly right. She's like we're like well, just like any any child, two year old toddlers, three year old. We need the guidance of our parents. they need the guidance of our parents, but in the spiritual sense, we are like that two and three year old and we need our spiritual mother to hold our hand to keep us from danger to walk us in the right path to keep us on that path if we go astray like like uh like sheep, you all she gathers us back and pulls us back. That's why it's so important to give her permission. Uh, to to mother us, you know, to Marian consecration. Well, you brought up some good points, Bob. You know, as, we're, as we are her children. And uh, earlier you said that um, we make up her heel. And let me read something out of Revelations 12, and uh, taken from Revelations 12 verses 15 through um, 18, I believe. And the serpent cast out of his mouth after the woman water, as it were, a river, that he might cause her to be carried away by the river. To me, that sounds like he wants to sweep away the woman because she is so powerful an adversary against him. She's the one that crushes his head. Of course, the serpent wants to get rid of her, but he can't get rid of her directly because she's the spouse of the Holy Ghost, the mother of the Son, and the beloved daughter of the Eternal Father. There's no way he can directly remove her, but he can seduce her children into thinking that you don't need to be devoted to her, or you don't need to be as devoted to her as God would like you to be, you see? In other words, he can obscure the truth about Mary, where we take her intellectually and say, oh yeah, I pray my rosary, and I think about her, and I honor her during her Marian Feast days, but it's never taken to heart like John the Beloved Disciple did. That is the key right there. And that's why he wants to cast a river to sweep her away. In other words, sweep devotion away. Because it is through Marian devotion that he's going to be crushed by the little ones that make up her heel. And going on from there, and the earth helped the woman. The earth helped the woman. And the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the river which the dragon cast out of his mouth. That's through Marian consecration and devotion how the earth helped the woman. It's that simple, and you can see how it's a powerful weapon against a huge red dragon, St. Leo the Thirteenth, St. Dominic, the Marian movement of priests, St. Louis the Margaret, St. Maxine they all talk about that. And again, the dragon was angry against the woman. Why? Because she, through the devotion of her children, those that are consecrated to her immaculate heart, those who she brings to Perfect consecration to the sacred art of her son have become a formidable force against his reign. That's why, and this is what Our Lady talked about in the Marian movement of priests. He's finally encountering real resistance where the rest of the world's letting him run rampant in their blindness.
0: And, and Bob, if I could say, sure. That, um, if you notice, like St. Padre Pio, um, uh, St. Faustina, when they would go into their passions, and they would, they would, they would, they would, they would go through their, their their time of Lent, and they would, they would, all the situations, all the confessions that St. Padre Pio heard, uh, um, all that they they witnessed in the world, they took it to heart, and they sorrowed with Our Lady, they wept with Our Lady, and 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 they took it. And they and they and they become victims. And same with us. You no, know, you take that water that that serpent spews out. If we don't sanctify every moment of our life, right. is truly becoming a saint. So therefore, no matter what we do, whatever our vocations are in life, every moment of our life can be sanctified. This Lent, we should yes. practice that to the highest degree and offer it as a beautiful bouquet to our Blessed Amen. Mother and to our Lord through Our Lady in that way and through the saints of the day and truly enter into this in a very special way and God will renew the face of the earth. He can.
1: Amen, Bob. That's beautifully said. Yes. And uh, that's another another reason uh, uh, why Marian consecration is so beneficial. Because you just said something so beautiful, Bob. Sanctify every moment. That's what saints are, you know. And there's a, there's a book from uh, Matthew Kelly, my good friend Father Skipper has read it. He says, you know, it says something very simple. It is to become a saint is just sanctifying these little moments. It's not doing all these big, big things. It's just I, I did. I smiled at this person here. Um, I helped this older woman uh, uh, with her shopping cart, if you will. Or I said a prayer for someone who is dying. All these little moments throughout the days are holy moments that we're sanctifying for the glory of God and the good of our neighbor. So that's love of God and love of neighbor fulfilling the two great commandments. And that brings me to my next point, Bob. And the dragon grew angry against the woman and went to wage war. The rest of her seed who keep the commandments of God, meaning the rest of her children who keep the commandments of God, and those that are consecrated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, who have a devotion to our Eucharistic Lord, are those that, that can keep closest the commandments of God, where Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. She is our mother. And it says those that have given testimony to Jesus Christ, as we are doing right now, uh, given testimony to Christ. And, so, and, go ahead, Bob.
0: And the, the other thing, too, can you imagine, I don't know if the word respite means something here, but, uh, but it comes to me where when we receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, we no longer live, Jesus lives within us, And he renews us to the degree of our faith. We have everything. In fact, we can even go to Mass twice a day if we have to. If something really critical happens or someone was dying or whatever, or you saw an accident, you can go to another Mass and place that person on the patent and enter into and pray that Mass.
1: Yes.
0: And God will renew the face of the earth. It's very, very... We are so blessed to be Catholic. Amen. We, in the Holy Roman Catholic Church. That's right. And for us not to live it fully is such a shame. Yeah, it's sad. It's very
1: sad because, you know, because you're right. Through the sacraments, through the Eucharist, through our Blessed Mother and all the saints and angels and all the benefits and, and the richness of our faith, God can renew the face of the earth. So mm. we really need to take advantage of this. And, you know, and, you know the funny thing in Revelation 12, it says, and the great dragon was cast out. The old serpent was called the devil and Satan who seduced the whole world. And he was cast onto the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. It is clear, at and, least and in Bob, my opinion, it is clear that the devil has seduced the whole world. Go ahead, Bob.
0: And, and, and as we live these moments, you will bless all the land. That one moment,
1: that's right, will bless
0: every soul. You know, within your, within your sight, within your heart. It really can have an effect, and of course, whatever vocation is, it's always God, family, duty. And for a priest, you're our spiritual fathers. To to indulge in, uh, it's almost like too many things. No, no, you're called. You're set aside. You you are our blessed mothers, sons. That's so right. It's almost like Bob. Why don't we just say one Hail Mary? For Our Lady's intentions, through the intercession of Saint John Vianney, sure. also just for for all the priests that are listening right now, and all the priests of, of of who Our Lady would want to hold deeply in her heart, which they're already there already. And but that's like right. the Rosamistica, Rosamistica, it's a good meditation because of the three swords that were in her heart. And but that's another another show. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Father, Pray for In the our of the priest Father, God. Yeah. Go ahead. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
1: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. So we've got three more minutes, three minutes left, Bob, and um, I want to just uh, read maybe, I, I kind of wanted to get to St. Louis-Omarva's Secret of the Rosary. I don't think we have time to bring it up in another show. Um, but there are other quotes here in the 26 Champions of the Rosary by Father Donald Calloway, and i want to read a few of those. Uh, let's see here. Blessed James Alberon. St. Dominic wanted these mysteries of the rosary called every day that they might be well impressed in the mind and never be forgotten. St. Dominic, who died in 1221, received from the Blessed Mother the command to to preach and popularize his devotion, meaning the rosary, for the good of souls, for conquest over evil, and for the prosperity of Holy Mother Church, and thus gave us the rosary in its present classical form. Um, and let's see here, St. Louis de Montfort, I oh, know, I'm sorry, I read that one, Blessed John Henry Newman, under Mary's inspiration, you know the rosary, devotion came about how at a time when heresy was very widespread, and had called in the aid of sophistry, that can so powerfully aid infidelity against religion. God inspired St. Dominic to institute and spread this devotion. It seems so simple and easy, but you know God chooses the small things of the world to humble the great. Of course, it was first of all for the poor and simple, but not for them only. For everyone who has practiced the devotion meaning the rosary, knows that there is in it a soothing sweetness that there is in nothing else. That is so true.
0: Uh,
1: I, I attribute my conversion, it was through a rosary experience, through the rosary. But anyways, we're out of time, Bob. I want to thank you. Thank you so much for being with us, and I look forward to having you on again. And until then... I ask, uh, we thank God our Father when I ask Him to bless all of you listening uh, through His His Son Jesus in His holy name through the Immaculate Heart of Mary by the power of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Have a great week. God bless you. Good night. Amen. Amen.
0: We hope you enjoyed the program and will join us back for another show on WCAT Radio. This is Sebastian Mafud, Good day.